Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law. And today is Monday, December 16th. Hope you guys are going to be enjoying your holidays, Christmas and New Year. Glad to be here with you this week, and uh, this morning we actually are going to start with an advertisement, and then uh, we'll do an advertisement in the middle, and then also be an advertisement at the end. So a little new addition to the show, but uh, nonetheless, uh, still going to be a good show. And today's topic is on uh, how technology sort of pervades every type of business. And uh, in some sense, as Meg Whitman has said recently, uh, every business is a technology business. So let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. So for me, I've always slept pretty well, but ultimately I think that, you know, I, I hear a lot of stories about folks who, who do not sleep well. So I, I, I hope that this sort of advertisement reaches you well. Uh, one of sleep's biggest problems, temperature tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It is developed was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleeping longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They've already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. So folks, getting into the the content here for today, again, the topic is on how technology is your business. So what does this mean? It means that, you know, ultimately as a superstar investor and entrepreneur and Silicon Valley leader, Meg Whitman, who is now uh, a co-owner of Quibbly uh, with his, uh, another business with Jeffrey Katzenberg, which is all focused on short-form content in the entertainment space, particularly for mobile phones and sort of reaching consumers in that space. It was also somewhat predictive because a lot of folks are using their phones more often. But Meg Whitman had this great quote where when she was being interviewed about her recent investment into the F FC Cincinnati, the new football club that's going to be there with the Major League Soccer, and as she was being interviewed, she basically came up with this great line that said, every business is a tech business. Now, at first glance, when I first heard that, I was like, well, what does she mean by that? But as I dug a little bit deeper, did some research, I realized that she was exactly right. She, you know, sort of hit the nail on the head to use an old saying. And what it means is is that regardless of what your business is, you know, legal, 
business development, um, if you're in marketing, if you're in sales, uh, whatever it might be, you're in compliance, you're going to use tech to help you in your in your sort of you know fulfilling the role that you're doing. And you're going to use tech in many other ways to protect your business, to grow your business, whatever it might be. And so I think that's what she's referring to. And, and frankly, if you're talking about investments, you're talking about analytics, whatever it might be, that there is a huge need uh, for tech. So uh, just a, a very interesting quote there. Now, sort of what I've done here is sort of break down what Meg Whitman is talking about. And of course, there's another, there's a ton of other articles out there talking about how you know, every business is a tech business and how technology is your business if you're running a business in, in the 21st century. So looking at this, I've written down, and what we'll talk about today is the five ways that I think are sort of five observations where technology has invaded every business. I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, technology can be very helpful. But uh, ultimately, the five ways where uh, technology has you know, complemented business. So the first sort of observation has to do with times, things and times change, including competition and consumer interest. So competition always encourages, uh, encourages innovation, right? You know, your competitors out there, they're doing something different. It's going to cause you, if you want to survive, cause you to change or do something different to compete with that competitor and to bring in more business and to increase your market share, right? Well, those who navigate competition the best are those companies who innovate, they adapt, they overcome. It's the old Clint Eastwood quote from Heartbreak Ridge. And they either keep up or better yet, stay ahead of the competition. Now, of course, companies have to debate between uh, reinventing the wheel while staying in front of the curve, right? Because on one hand, you don't want to do something that is unneeded. You know, if the innovation is not needed in something, you know, if something is working well, there's no re- there's no need to fix it, right? But at the same time, you have to stay ahead of the curve because things change. So now, and of course, consumer interests change all the time as well. And that's either based on need and it's also based on what the competition is offering. So in that sense, technology is at the forefront of things and times changing, while businesses uh, have the ability to either keep up or lose their market share. So again, uh, technology is the place where you can adapt, you can overcome, you can uh, compete with your competition, and and we'll get into some of the reasons and sort of ways that that can occur. But at, at, at a foundational level, you know, things and times change, including competition and consumer interest. And so uh, technology is at the forefront of that in terms of driving that change and sort of seeing uh, what comes next. The second point is digital first. It seems like every business today has some sort of digital aspect, and particularly in the entertainment and media sports space. You know, you're looking at whether it's you're streaming content, um, you you know you know content on your mobile phone, content on your your iPads or surfaces or whatever it might be on your smart TVs. Uh, digital is really everything these days. And between applications and websites and digital and internet distribution of services and things, you know, companies are lo- no longer just brick and mortar. Uh, there's a digital aspect to everything. And, you know, frankly, to be connected and efficient, companies have to be connected to the digital highway. 
And that means technology and using technology to reach that sort of proverbial di- you know, digital highway. And many companies, in fact, thrive and survive by being digital first and technology focused. And you know what I have to say in my own practice, um, I probably never would have started my own practice if it were not for the available technology that was out there, you know, whether it be virtual office space or uh, electronic faxes. Of course, I don't use that anymore, but at the time, um, obviously email and a website and all these things that were made a lot easier through technology and digital innovation. And of course, these things have gotten easier and less expensive over time. Because, you know, of course, when something's first released, it's more expensive. But as, uh, you know, as it gets manufactured or developed over time, obviously, uh, the idea is that the process would get cheaper or more efficient. So again, um, you know, sort of looking at this from a personal standpoint, from an industry-wide standpoint, uh, technology is at the forefront of the digital-first movement, and uh, it creates efficiency, and it also creates direct-to-client opportunities. And uh, that's more specific to me, and it's, it's really specific to anybody, but, you know, in terms of just being able to reach, you know, customers. So that's the second point, digital-first. And then... The third point is really about data collection, management, and uh, analytics. And this is where technology um, may have the most significant effect in the sense of using artificial intelligence, of using virtual reality, um, of using any sort of collection uh, programs when you're talking about data. So, you know, again, we were previously in the, the last digital first section, we're talking about applications and websites. You know, these websites, applications, you know, via the uh, cookies um, feature and just collecting of data in general, and whether you're searching something in Google or your viewership sort of uh, tendencies when you're talking about Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever it might be, Hulu or whatever, all that, all those user habits are being collected by those companies. Now, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the California Consumer Privacy Act and some of these other uh, laws that are going into effect and how the industry is going to be further regulated going forward in terms of collecting data and releasing data. But that being said, it's kind of an interesting position because all these companies are collecting data and that's great. But you know, data collected without being used or applied to improve something is really just extra storage space, right? Even if it's digital or in the cloud. And so technology being used to analyze to make better decisions, to improve sales, revenues, and efficiency, as I think is the real key there. And of course, the human mind uh, cannot handle the amount of data that's being collected and probably would not be able to process that amount of data without some sort of, you know, using it, you know, uh, Microsoft Excel or some more advanced, uh, you know, program uh, that's out there in terms of quantitative analysis. So again, uh, technology advances in artificial intelligence, analytics programs, uh, and others have allowed companies to really compute genius level and beyond computations and be able to use that to improve business. You know, a, a sports example would be, you, know, you got a sports team, right? And they want to know who they should be selling season tickets to. What's their target market? And when you look at that, okay, they can go look back and they can scan all the data that they've collected, you know, who's bought tickets? How often do they buy? What did they pay? Um, and if they 
gave up the info, if they, you know, volunteered the info, you know, how much money do they make? Where do they live? What's their zip code? How many family members do they have? Are they married? Are they single? Are they divorced? Whatever it might be, all those things that can be used to uh, find the preferred customer. Now, some of that stuff sounds crazy, and and, and, and it can be, and data analytics and collection can be uh, mind-boggling and, and sort of nerve-wracking, but uh, it is a part of the industry now, and I think ultimately that's why these laws are starting to come out to protect, but technology again, is at the forefront of this, and it's innovation, and it's using technology to uh, develop the business. And so at this point, we'll take a, a second break for a, another advertisement, and this is about MyBookie. MyBookie is uh, in, this exact, in, in this exciting time for sports sophomore sensation, Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual-threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win on, to win the most valuable player race were at 50-1 to 1 to begin this season and plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then on the 14th of this month, we'll have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championships fights, all anticipated right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get into the action when you have the best place for you to go, my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, Try parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code. BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. So, back to the last two points here. So, we've talked about times, things and times change, including competition and consumer interest. We've talked about the digital first movement and technology's sort of access there. And then we've also talked about uh, data collection and um, management and analytics. And then we are now going to um, look at security, piracy, and piracy, and then closing out infrastructure in general. So all, all of the data, financial information, intellectual property that's collected, stored, and meant to be kept secret is subject to security breaches with potential for loss in value through piracy and increased uh, liability through privacy issues. Of course, the collecting of data and then releasing it. Of course, how many times have we heard about this story, whether it be through social media, Facebook obviously being a big example, or even other companies. I mean, banks have lost information. Um, you know, how many times you go to a bank and it's like, oh, we cancel your card because there was some data breach. I don't know if that happens that often, but I've definitely heard that story before. And then, um, of course, looking at uh, sort of how technology can um, sort of invade uh, business in this way and, and, and help, right? Because technology can help with security. It can help with preventing piracy in terms of stealing content. And of course, pi- privacy in terms of protecting content that's collected, collected or saved, intellectual property, whatever it might be. Of course, what was it recently? There was a story that came out that The Mandalorian, which is the Disney Plus show uh, based on Star Wars uh, that had been released to the public in advance. 
um, because of some uh, piracy issue. So there's even insurance now that you can get to help reduce or limit liability for breaches, which frankly should highlight the importance of using technology to prevent fines and litigation from breaches of uh, piracy or loss of intellectual property um, or, um, or piracy issues or even security issues in general. So again, technology pervades uh, you know, this space as well, security, piracy, and piracy, privacy. And then the last piece is really infrastructure in general, right? You know, we all have, whatever company you work for, whatever it might be, you have uh, infrastructure and you're going to have an information technology or IT department. You're going to have email. You're going to have electronic communication. And information in general shared over the internet or Wi-Fi uh, is all subject to, um, you know, being protected and, and, you know, going back to the whole security, piracy, and privacy issues. These things all make for efficient communication, but they also cause issues when you're talking about, um, you know, again, breaches. And companies now, I mean, frankly, you'll have a, a CEO, a CMO, chief marketing officer, and you'll have, um, you know, a bunch of different positions. And now you also have the CIO, the chief information officers, who are tasked with sort of putting out and protecting information and protecting the firm, so to speak. So, you know, again, information in general and uh, infrastructure in general for businesses is very important. And it's also a place where technology can have a huge impact if companies allow it to happen. Um, and of course, it goes without saying that there's even companies out there that are nothing but tech companies, right? I mean, the argument's been made that Netflix is a tech company. Now, that being said, I think they do have the tech capability in terms of streaming and all that other, um, uh, all the other abilities. But it's also a um, entertainment company as well, right? I mean, they're obviously producing content, originals, licensing content, that sort of stuff. And of course, famously, BAM Tech, which is a technology that Major League Baseball developed, uh, sold to, um, what was it? I think they sold it to uh, Warner Media. And that's, uh, they're going to be using that BAM Tech, tech technology from what, I've, from what I understand in their release of uh, the HBO Max. So, um, you know, that would be sort of interesting uh, to see how that plays out. So, in conclusion, um, when industry leaders like Whitman say every business is a tech business, we can see that upon further review, she's really hit the nail on the head. Every business touches tech in some fashion. And how well a business utilizes technology to sustain their growth is another story. So, with that, folks, uh, today's topic, again, was technology is your business. We gave the five reasons, sort of, or observations why technology is your business. The first was things and times change, including competition and consumer interest. The second was the digital first movement. The third was data collection management and analytics. The fourth was security, privacy, and privacy. And then the fifth was infrastructure in general. All those things lead to why technology is a part of your business. So today was and is December 16th, 2019. We hope you had a, uh, a great weekend and wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll be back next week. And today was episode 24. And we'll look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you so much. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, 
Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com? Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.